Hi everyone, I'm Chloe, and welcome back to another episode of What's Up WWE Universe, the podcast where we recap pay-per-views, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, and talk about news, rumors, wrestlers, matches, and everything going on in the WWE Universe. Now, this episode is not going to be this past week, because I'm a little late putting it out because of just, you know, craziness in life, but, you know, it is what it is, so this is actually going to be last week's recap. So before we get started, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading. And if you haven't already, make sure you go check out our Facebook page at What's Up WWE Universe Pod. And we are not going to have a vote this week, so don't worry about that. But let's recap last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. So on last week's episode of Monday Night Raw, we started out the night with, so recently Brock Lesnar has returned and he has made Bobby Lashley his latest target and he attacked Bobby the previous week and so Bobby Lashley came out and he called out Brock Lesnar, told him to just come out and face him like a man and Brock came out and of course he responded with no other than an attack and there were many crazy moments, but Bobby was able to also get an upper hand, and he speared Brock through the barricade, and then a bunch of officials came out and were trying to break up everything, and Bobby was forced away, and the entire Raw locker room as well. They tried to force Bobby away, but he broke away, and he even threw Brock through the table, so it's personal between these two, to say the least. And then we saw the recently returned OC... Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are back in WWE, which I am so excited about, but we saw them take on the Alpha Academy, and they did win this match, but then, of course, so the Judgment Day has been targeting AJ Styles, and of course, AJ Styles, the leader of the OC, um, so the Judgment Day came out, and they trashed the OC, and Finn Balor, of course, he has a long history with Gallows and Anderson, and he said that he made them and that he can break them, and the Judgment Day challenged the OC to a match at Crown Jewel, which they accepted, and they challenged them, they were like, why don't we fight right now? And then Dominic Mysterio started trashing AJ Styles, and of course he trashed his own father, Rey Mysterio, and then AJ just called Dominic a piece of trash, and he challenged him to a match. And Rhea Ripley kind of accepted for Dominic, but Dominic was like, Oh, I'm not ready now. I don't got my gear. I need to warm up. And then, of course, he started getting the booze. He's like, But I will be ready in like an hour or so. And AJ, he was like, All right, come on, let's do it. I'm going to be ready for you. So we got to see that match a little later, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, but then we saw the new United States champion, Seth Rollins. He came out, he celebrated his championship win, and he thanked his loyal 
fans and he prepared for his first defense against Matt Riddle later that night. And of course, when the crowd started reminding him about his tap out to Matt Riddle at Extreme Rules, he claimed that that was a strategy so that he could, you know, have enough energy to become the U.S. champion. And then Mustafa Ali interrupted and he challenged Seth to a U.S. championship match. But Seth declined and said that Ali just doesn't belong in the ring with him. And Ali promised him that no matter what, he was not backing down. And then Seth started playing the mind games. He said he liked Ali as both a competitor and a person. And while he was saying this stuff, of course, he sneaked sneak attacked Ali. And then Seth, he thought he had the upper hand. And he began to leave, but then Ali attacked him back, but then Seth threw him into the ring post and did eventually get the last laugh. And I'm just going to say I'm really happy that Ali is getting this TV time because he hasn't gotten a lot of that, let's be honest. The last time he got a lot of TV time was when he was the leader of Retribution two years ago, and that did not end so well. So I'm very glad to see things working out in his, well, storyline as of right now, not in his favor, but, you know, TV time for any competitor is a plus for sure. And then we saw Damage Control versus Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair. And of course, Bailey, the leader of Damage Control, was on commentary for match, and she did actually try to get involved. She pulled out a kendo stick during the match and acted like she was going to go towards the ring, but Bianca Belair took her out. But then that left Candice LeRae all alone in the ring, and Damage Control was able to pick up the win over Bianca and Candice. And then we saw Cora Jade, so ahead of her Pick Your Poison with Roxanne Perez that we saw on NXT. So we already saw Roxanne Perez picked Raquel Gonzalez for Cora's opponent. Um, but then we saw Cora Jade, she chose Rhea Ripley as Roxanne Perez's opponent. So we're going to be talking about that when we recap NXT in just a second. And then we saw JBL came out and returned, and of course he trashed Oklahoma, where the show was, and he even trashed Rey Mysterio for, you know, moving to SmackDown because this new trade was, of course, because of that, because Rey Mysterio on SmackDown the previous week we saw him, he asked Triple H if he could quit because of all the drama with Dominic and the Judgment Day and Triple H was like, no, 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 we've got to have a better situation. We've got to have a better, you know, resolution for this. And he got moved to SmackDown. So that is definitely a plus for SmackDown. And as a result of that, SmackDown traded over Baron Corbin. He's not Happy Corbin anymore. He's just Baron Corbin. He got like an updated entrance and JBL was doing all the talking for him and he trashed Dolph Ziggler, who was Baron's opponent. And we did see Baron Corbin get the win over him with the end of days. And JBL was on commentary, of course, bragging on Baron Corbin, and he was even happier when he ended up getting the win in the end. And then we saw, oh my goodness, I forgot to mention this, but during or after the damage control match, we saw Matt Riddle. 
he planned to become the new U.S. champion, and Ali came up to him, and he promised him that if he won, he would give him an opportunity at the championship. And then we just heard the Miz screaming out in pain, and he was like, oh, my knee, it's shattered. I can't compete tonight against Dexter Loomis. So immediately everyone was kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, you're so injured, dude. Um, and then a little later we saw The Miz. He was in the trainer room and he claimed that he still couldn't compete. But then Byron Saxton said that he had talked to custodians and they said that The Miz was pouring out water. And so he staged his injury. And of course, he declined that accusation. And then Johnny Gargano came in and was like, oh my god, it's Dexter Loomis. And then, of course, The Miz, of course, just jumps up. You know, he's totally fine, obviously. And Johnny was like, haha, gotcha. And Miz was just like, no, um, I just miraculously healed. And I'm going to injure Dexter tonight. And then we saw Omos and MVP announced that they were going to SmackDown on Friday to send a message to Braun Strowman, of course, two really big guys. There's actually rumors that one of the reasons that Braun Strowman was released last year was because of, you know, bigger guys like Omos. But let's be honest, Omos hasn't done a ton, really, aside from being a Raw tag team champ with AJ Styles. Every single week, it's just a handicap match against like however many jobbers so i think like this actually braun is actually going to be helping omos with this storyline because let's be honest omos hasn't done anything super special since that tag team reign and then we saw cameron grimes ask the oc if they would be his tag team partners on NXT against the Schism the next night, and they were like, you got it. So we got to see them on NXT as well. A lot of the main roster stars, of course, with Cora and Roxanne's Pick Your Poison matches, but of course we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. And then we saw Dominic Mysterio versus AJ Styles, um, and of course the Judgment Day was with Dominic at ringside, and Rhea Ripley was playing mind games. She told AJ Styles to hit her, and so Dominic Mysterio took advantage, and Dominic Mysterio won this match. This is by far the biggest win of Dominic's career, obviously, and, like, of course, Dominic this past week on Raw, he actually said that he was this generation's Eddie Guerrero, but then he goes, no, 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 actually, Eddie Guerrero was this that generation's Dominic Mysterio. So I think honestly, in all honesty, I think that Eddie Guerrero would be extremely proud to see Dominic doing this amazing heel work. Cause I mean, obviously when Dominic first debuted two years ago, he immediately won all the fans love. And now they are just booing him out of the building. And that is pretty amazing. Cause the amount of heat he's getting, that's what every like heel dreams of. So I think he's doing pretty good at this heel thing. And then we saw Johnny Gargano telling The Miz that he knows his and Dexter Loomis' real story. And he told The Miz that everything would end if he told the truth. And of course, The Miz brushed all this off. And he told Johnny that he might have a bone to pick with him once he's finished with Dexter. And 
then Johnny was like, okay, you're not going to tell the truth? All right, don't say I didn't warn you. And so they were about to have their match, but as Dexter Loomis was making his entrance, the Miz attacked Dexter Loomis with a steel chair during his entrance, and he gave him the skull-crushing finale on the chair. So we unfortunately didn't get to see that match between those two. And then we saw Damage Control backstage. They wanted more appreciation, and they, of course, mocked Alexa Bliss and Asuka, who they recently put on the shelf. And then they sent a message to their opponents on SmackDown that last week for the Women's Tag Team Championships, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi. And then this past week, we saw Bayley in a match against Bianca Belair, and she said she planned to be back in control of Bianca Belair. And in a way, she kind of is, because with a little, I don't know, I don't want to say help, of course, but there were refs taken out. And Nikki Cross, so the Nikki A.S.H. gimmick is done with, obviously, but she took out Damage Control. She took out everyone. She took out Bailey. She took out Bianca. Like, Nikki is, she's going, I guess she's going, like, I don't want to say she was going crazy because, you know, like, back when she was in NXT, like, insanity, she was, like, you know, insane, and, like, she is, like, you know, a lot more, like, cleaned up, but, like, still in the insane kind of mindset, which, honestly, because, you know, when she started the almost a superhero character, she, you know, it was immediately a hit. She was the Raw Women's Champion for about a month, Miss Money in the Bank. But then this past year, it sort of just became, like, her alliance with Dewdrop, and, you know, she just kind of became a jobber almost. So it's great to see Nikki back getting some more momentum and then after damage controls interview we saw johnny gargano telling the miz that what he did to dexter loomis won't anything and that he should just come clean but of course the miz just walked away didn't want anything to do with that so is there something that we don't know that happened between the miz and dexter loomis i'm very interested to find out and then we saw elias he returned of course the Ezekiel thing is over now. He said that Ezekiel's career was unfortunately cut short, but the show must go on. And he said he had an extremely, extremely emotional song on his piano. But then Matt Riddle came out. He had his his own bongos. He kept saying he was hitting the bongs, um, which, by the way, I don't think don't use that term loosely, y'all, please. But um, he praised Elias basically and asked if one day maybe they could play together. Elias said yes, but that tonight he just wants to play this song. So he gave Matt a front row seat and he started jamming. But of course, before Elias could sing, Seth Rollins interrupted. He came out for his U.S. championship match against Matt. And Elias was watching this match at ringside. And of course, Matt Riddle, not Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins kind of came over and was pestering him at ringside. And then while the ref wasn't looking, Elias kicked down Seth. But later during this match, Seth Rollins came over to Elias, told him to hit him before he kicked him down. And then towards the end of the match, it looks like Matt might have had Seth beat. But then Elias kind of interfered and he costed Matt the win. And Seth Rollins retained his United States Championship 
and then he stomped Elias after the match, and then he tried to stomp Matt Riddle again after the match, but then Mustafa Ali came out, and he took him out, and then Seth escaped through the arena, so of course a lot of new stuff, crazy stuff happening in Raw, but it's awesome, honestly. It's awesome to see a lot of these people getting a lot more screen time and, you know, more storylines, which is always great. So yeah, I'm very excited to see where all these storylines head. Now let's recap this, or not this past week's, but let's recap last week's episode of NXT. So on this past week's episode of NXT, we started out the night with Rhea Ripley versus Roxanne Perez, um, of course in Roxanne and Cora Jade's Pick Your Poison matches, and the Judgment Day of course accompanied Rhea for her match, and you know, it was... Roxanne put up a really great fight against Rhea, and this is Rhea's first match in months, which was pretty darn awesome for her as well. And of course, Dominic Mysterio distracted Roxanne during the match, which led to Rhea Ripley taking advantage and winning the match. So I honestly wonder if they're going to start a romance angle between Rhea and Dominic, of course, with Rhea whispering everything in Dominic's ear and everything. And they're about the same age, so I would be sh- I would not be shocked if they did that. Of course, we know by now that um, Rhea Ripley is dating Buddy Matthews, or f- formerly known as Buddy Murphy, but Dominic also has, like, a girlfriend that he's been with for over a decade, so... We'll have to see where that goes. And then we saw Cameron Grimes and the OC preparing for their match against the Schism. And then we saw Grayson Waller. He planned to finally end Apollo Crews at Halloween Havoc. But then Chucky popped up on the TV backstage. And he informed Grayson that his and Apollo's match would be a spin-the-wheel, make-a-deal match. Much to Grayson's dismay, he was freaking out. I mean... I know when Chucky starts talking to you, like, obviously that's kind of freaky, but of course that also had to do with Apollo Crews as well. So we'll have to see. Well, we did see, actually. We're going to be talking about NXT Halloween Havoc in just a little bit. And then we saw Tony D'Angelo had an opponent set for Stax, and, you know, he was kind of hush-hush about it. He made Stax wait until after the commercial break to find out who it was, and it ended up being Shinsuke Nakamura, much to everyone's surprise. And it was Shinsuke who was able to get the win over Stax. So very interesting, unexpected match, but it was a great match. And then we saw Nathan Frazier and Axiom recalling their best of three series, which Nathan Frazier won, and that led him to get an opportunity for the North American Championship at Halloween Havoc. So, of course, we're going to talk about that when we talk about Halloween Havoc. Um, But then Von Wagner, one of Nathan's opponents in that match, and Mr. Stone came over. They trashed them, and Von aimed to win the North American Championship at Halloween Havoc. And then we saw... 
Alba Fire take on Sonia Deville, who has been helping out Mandy Rose in Toxic Attraction. Of course, we all know the story of Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose, best friends. Um, they had a heated rivalry for a little bit, actually, about two years ago. They, of course, had to do with the whole Dolph Ziggler and Otis storyline, but yeah, of course, they said that they are still best friends no matter what. And, of course, Toxic Attraction accompanied Sonya for the match. And they tried to get involved during the match, but Alba Fire was able to fight them off. And it was Alba who was able to get the win. But, of course, Sonya Deville and Toxic Attraction attacked Alba Fire after the match. And then Mandy Rose, who was going to be facing Alba Fire in an NXT Women's Championship match at Halloween Havoc, she came out and she planned to fight, you know, more harder, more vicious, more ruthless than ever. Because, of course, last year at Halloween Havoc was when Mandy Rose became the NXT Women's Champion. But then Alba was able to fight off Sonya in Toxic Attraction with her bat. And she, Mandy got in the ring and Alba backed Mandy out of the ring with her bat. And she held up the title. So, of course, things getting heated before Halloween Havoc. And then we saw... Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams ahead of their tag team match with them. They attacked Wesley and Oral Mensah, two of their, or two of Carmelo's opponents in the ladder match for the North American Championship at Halloween Havoc. And they brawled backstage and into the arena. And then we actually got to see that match. And it was Carmelo and Trick who got the win. And then they continued to attack Wesley and Orem and Saw after the match was over. But then Von Wagner came out and he took out Carmelo. But then out of nowhere, Nathan Frazier from the top rope took out Von Wagner. So very crazy chaotic moments ahead of that match at Halloween Havoc. And then we saw the schism. They they said they tried to be, you know, nice and noble with Cameron Grimes, but they were done with that, and they planned to bring down Cameron Grimes in the OC in their tag team match. And then we saw Braun Breaker, so ahead of his triple threat match at Halloween Havoc for the NXT Championship against Ilha Dragunov and J.D. McDonough, they all three of them were going to appear on the KO show, and he looked forward to that. And then we saw Schism versus Cameron Grimes in the OC. And, you know, of course, the OC gaining momentum in WWE once again, which is awesome. And we did see Cameron Grimes in the OC pick up the win. And then we saw Veer Mahan, who has come down to NXT, which honestly, I think might be the best choice because he wasn't getting used like again like with Omas he was kind of being used against jobbers and of course y'all remember how long it took for them to finally get him on raw when they had been showing like his Veer Mahan coming soon for months so and last week he was he told Sangha something, but we don't know what he said, and he wouldn't say what he told him. And then Sangha came up and told him that he was ready. So I'm very interested to see what's going on between those two. And then we saw Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark and Katana Chance and Caden Carter sign their contract for their women's tag team championship match that next week. And both teams, of course, had their mindset on winning. 
And then we saw ahead of their ambulance match at NXT Halloween Havoc, Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. They had a War of Words segment, and Damon, Damon, of course, accused Julius of jealousy, which he declined. And they both, of course, had their mindset on winning the ambulance match. And the stipulation was that if Julius lost, then Brutus Creed's career would be over. And Damon told him that Brutus would be unemployed after their match next week. Or at Halloween Havoc, I should say. And then we saw Shotzi, the host of Halloween Havoc. She was excited to host it again because if y'all remember back in 2020, back when like Shotzi, of course, was in NXT, she was the hottest star on the block. Um, she hosted Halloween Havoc that year and she was absolutely amazing with it. She, of course, this was back at the time she was feuding with Candice LeRae and of course she got involved in her and EO at the time, Io Shirai's NXT Women's Championship ladder match. And, of course, that led to their match at War Games. But, anyways, I'm getting off, talk it, off topic. Um, but then Zion Quinn interrupted, and he offered to be Shotzi's co-host. But then Quincy Elliott interrupted, and he also offered to be Shotzi's co-host. And then Shotzi was like, all right, you guys are having the match. Let's say whoever wins this match gets to be my co-host. And then we saw Zion take on Quincy, and Shotzi was on commentary for this match. And it was Quincy Elliott who was able to hit the Diva drop, and he became Shotzi's co-host for Halloween Havoc. And then we saw um, just a class, of course, at Andre Chase University. Thea Hale was upset about losing to Kiana James that previous week, but then Bodie Hayward pumped her up so she was back to being her crazy usual self and Andre Chase was quizzing his students on Halloween Havoc um, of years past but nobody was doing that great except for the new student which was Duke Hudson so of course I'm very interested to see and he of course unlike the other students was actually answering the questions correctly so that of course meant that Andre Chase was impressed with him, and then Andre's homework for his students was to watch Halloween Havoc that weekend, and then Chucky interrupted and gave them all a scare, so of course, Chucky scared everyone tonight. And then we saw Pretty Deadly and Malik Blade and Idris and Ofei signing their championship contract for their match for the NXT champion Tag Team Championships next week. And like the ladies, of course, like we saw earlier, both teams planned on winning. And then we saw another Pick Your Poison match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Cora Jade. And of course, both of these ladies fought their hardest, and it was a great match for both of them. But towards the end of the match, Raquel Gonzalez kind of let her emotions get the best of her, and she attacked Cora Jade with her club, which led to a disqualification. So technically, Cora Jade won this match. But then Roxanne Perez came out, and she attacked Cora after the match, and Roxanne looked like she was about to attack Cora with the club, but then Cora managed to escape, so a lot of emotions ahead of Halloween Havoc. And then we saw 
Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, Fallon Henley, and the rest of the locker room. They were partying and they were about to watch the KO show with Braun, JD, and Ilha. And once we actually got to the KO show, um, Kevin immediately called out JD McDonough. And JD was like, oh, I don't care about what you think. I'm just going to become NXT champion. I've been on my best behavior, unlike Braun and Ilha. And then we saw Ilha... Ilha relished taking out Braun the previous week, and he planned to win the match at Halloween Havoc, but then Braun recalled spearing Ilha as well, and he planned to always be the champion, and then Kevin informed Braun and Ilha that they were doing exactly what JD wanted them to do, taking out everything at each other so that he could easily become the NXT champion at Halloween Havoc, and Kevin told them to stop because no one wants JD to become champion. JD still didn't care, and he still planned to become the NXT champion, and Ilya told JD that he would never be champion, and then Braun shut down Ilya, and then, or, well, he said basically both JD and Braun wouldn't be champion after Halloween Havoc, which led to Braun shutting down Ilha, and then Ilha told Braun to take him out now. And so before things got chaotic, Kevin just left the ring, and Braun and Ilha brawl as security tried to separate them, and JD was just watching. But then JD also got taken out, and Ilha was the only one left standing. And then Austin Theory, another main roster superstar, came out and he lifted up his Money in the Bank briefcase. So did he have his sights set on cashing in at Halloween Havoc? We'll talk about that in our Halloween Havoc recap. But that is it for the NXT recap. Now let's recap last week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. So on this past week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown, we started out the night, we saw Sheamus take on Solo Sokoa, but during the Brawling Brutes entrance, because of course they accompanied Sheamus, we saw a White Rabbit glitch, and the White Rabbit is no other than Bray Wyatt. Yes, finally he is back. He made his return at Extreme Rules, and... The previous week, we saw him make that extremely raw and emotional promo, which was absolutely breathtaking and amazing. And of course, I think we can all agree he had the most shocking release last year. So it's great to see him finally back. And Bray Wyatt, or the White Rabbit, said, I'm here ahead of that match. But during that match, while Sheamus and Solo Sokoa were duking it out in the ring, the Brawling Brutes and the Bloodline, so the Usos and Sami Zayn, were both accompanying their, I guess, fellow members. Um, but the Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes got into it, and the Bloodline literally buried the Brawling Brutes under an announce table during the match before being taken out by Sheamus. But throughout the match, it was Solo Sokoa who won the match with the spinning solo, and then after the match, the bloodline attacked Sheamus, and of course the brawling brutes were under the table, so they couldn't do much about that. And they tortured his arm with steel chairs, so yeah, Sheamus's arm was not okay. And then we saw, so the previous week we saw Bray Wyatt won 
not Bray Wyatt, Rey Mysterio won a chance at the Intercontinental Championship against Gunther. And Imperium, they mocked Rey Mysterio and said that Gunther will be the end for him. But Rey said that this is only the beginning, and he challenged one of them to a match. And Ludwig Kaiser accepted that match. And then we saw Bray Wyatt, he confessed that he has problems with anger. And that while he was away last year, he needed the fans. But he knows what they're trying to do now. And he said that he knows he's going to do horrible things and he won't be sorry for them. So, of course, Bray Wyatt giving us the creepy aesthetic that we all know him for. So, of course, we'll have to see where the White Rabbit goes from here. And then we saw the Bloodline celebrating Solo Sokoa's victory. And Sami Zayn was like, looks like our work tonight has been done. Let's get out of here. And then Jay was like, no, let's stay. And because Logan Paul, Roman's opponent for the Undisputed Champion, Undisputed WWE Championship at Crown Jewel, was going to be there delivering a message. But honestly, let's be honest, who here actually expects Logan Paul to win? I mean, this is like one of the most predictable pay-per-view matches ever, in my opinion. In my opinion, sorry, not sorry, but you know. But Sammy told them that Roman says that they shouldn't get involved with Logan Paul. And Jay Uso, of course, him and Sami Zayn have not been getting along too well. He's like, all right, we'll just have to wait and see. And then we saw Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville. And Liv has been having some problems with Sonya the previous week. After Sonya was saying some hurtful things about her, she attacked her and she jumped off the SmackDown set backstage and put Sonya through a table. And at the end of this match, it was um, because Liv was going extremely aggressively on the outside. It was a double countout, so it was no contest. But then towards the end of the match, um, Liv set up a pile of steel chairs in the ring, and she superplexed Sonya onto the steel chairs after the match. So, of course, Liv, after just losing the SmackDown Women's Championship to Ronda Rousey at Extreme Rules, she is definitely... Something's not right, you know. <laughs> and then we saw the Viking Raiders said that they will always obey their gods. And we have been hearing a female voice, and it's suspected that it will be Eric's wife, Sarah Logan, who, um, of course, was released about two years ago. And she has made appearances, like she appeared in the Royal Rumble earlier this year. So we'll have to see... If it is Sarah, which honestly probably is, but yeah, we'll have to see. And then we saw Braun Strowman after Omos and MVP's message on NXT, not NXT, Raw. He called out Omos and MVP, and then MVP came out, and he told Braun to stay away from Omos to avoid being exposed. I guess because he thinks that Omos is taller and bigger than Braun. And then Braun challenged Omos to a match at Crown Jewel, and MVP accepted for Omos. And then Omos came out, and he had a stare down in the ring with Braun. And then he pushed Braun out of the ring, but Braun was quickly able to get up and he laughed. So it doesn't look like Braun is too intimidated. And then we saw Drew McIntyre. So the previous week we saw 
Karrion Cross, he was injured after a car accident looked like, and then Drew McIntyre seemed to be behind it, and he came out, he attacked Karrion Cross, and he said that he has been talked to, and he says that if he gets involved with Karrion Cross, he is going to face severe consequences, but they are going to be facing off in a steel cage match at Crown Jewel to finish this whole ordeal, so very excited to see that match. And then we saw Damage Control versus Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's Tag Team Championships. The conflicting thing is, is because y'all know how much I love Bailey, and y'all also know how much I love Shotzi. Here's, like, I always say, like, Shotzi's bae, and then Bailey's wifey. So, you know, it's a lot. Of course, it's, it's so much, y'all. Y'all don't understand. But it was Damage Control who were able to... When the match, EO Sky hit a moonsault on Shotzi and they retained the women's tag team championships. So I was happy about that. And then we saw the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey. She got asked if she was going to issue an open challenge next week, which she has done a lot in her championship reigns. And she says that she's only champion to prove that she is the best and that she'll issue an open challenge next week when she feels like it. So, of course, Rhonda looks like she's turning back to, like, more of the heel roots after beating Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules, which I'm here for it, for sure. And then we saw another White Rabbit glitch. So, of course, White Rabbit seems to be taking over the company, for sure, which I'm all here for it. And then we saw, so Legato Del Fantasma has made their main roster call-up. Instead of having Electra Lopez with them, though, they have Zelina Vega. Electra Lopez was dropped from Legado Del Fantasma. The original plan was to have her go to SmackDown, but obviously that plan was changed. But Santos Escobar reveled in expanding their empire with Zelina, and they said that they're just above all the rest and that they plan to destroy Hit Bro. And Hit Bro was watching on a backstage TV angrily, but B-Fab said she had an idea. So that idea, we'd have to wait and see. But of course, if y'all remember, Hit Bro and Legato Del Fantasma feuded in NXT as well, if y'all remember. And of course, B-Fab also got involved against Electra Lopez. So it looks like they're going to rekindle this feud, which I think would be really cool. And then we saw Rey Mysterio versus Ludwig Kaiser. And we saw Rey Mysterio was paying a teeny bit of homage to Eddie Guerrero. Um, Imperium, of course, was trying to interfere. But then Rey Mysterio pretended to be knocked out by a steel chair. He hit it on the ground then dropped it and just pretended to be on the ground. And then Imperium was kicked out of the arena. But then it was able... But then it was Rey Mysterio who was able to take out Ludwig Kaiser with the 619 and the splash, of course. Were we surprised? No, we were not. <laughs> and then we saw Logan Paul coming out and he said that ahead of his match with Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel, he was feeling confident. And then Jay Uso came out and he attacked him from behind. And then Sami Zayn came out and he confronted him for it and he told him to get out of the ring, but Jay didn't listen. But Logan took him out with what was called one lucky punch. So, of course, continuing um, the feud, well, not feud, but problems with Jey Uso and Sami Zayn, definitely those were continuing. But that is it for the SmackDown recap. 
Now let's recap NXT Halloween Havoc. So at NXT Halloween Havoc, we started out the night with the host Shotzi and Quincy Elliott opening up the show. And then we saw Nathan Frazier, Oromensa, Wesley, Von Wagner, and Carmelo Hayes in the ladder match for the North American Championship. To say this match was full of crazy moments was... That's an understatement. There were so many ladders, of course, involved. So many ladders break-in, powerbombs through ladders. Um, we saw Mr. Stone and Trick Williams both tried to climb ladder climb the ladder to grab the championship for Von Wagner and Carmelo Hayes, but they were both unsuccessful. And then we saw Von Wagner throwing Wesley onto the announce table during the match. But it was Wesley who was able to climb the ladder and he became the North American champion. Of course, I am so happy that Carmelo Hayes won this match. He hasn't had um, the greatest year, let's say. Of course, he lost his tag team partner earlier this year. He's been kind of on a losing streak, but this is amazing for him and I'm incredibly happy for him. So that's a win for sure. And then we saw Alba Fire ahead of her NXT Women's Championship match with Mandy Rose. She told her to meet her at what looked like a haunted house. And Gigi Dolan and JC Jane were at first like, oh, you sure? And Mandy Rose was like, no, we, we have to go. And so they arrived to the location and Gigi Dolan kind of got over her fears and was like, yeah, let's go in. But JC Jade was just like, no, I don't want to go. But she got forced to by Mandy and Gigi, and she was getting scared of just about every little thing. And they entered the house, and they could hear Alba Fire, you know, calling for Mandy. And they decided to split up against JC's wishes. And she was like, have you ever seen a horror movie? It's never a good idea to split up. And Mandy was like, come on, we gotta find... Alba. And then, of course, Gigi's motivation is just like, I love Halloween! Woo! Let's do it! And so they split up, and then JC got found by Alba Fire, and Alba took her out, and then Gigi Dolan found Chucky and other monsters at a tea party, and as she was chilling with them, Alba, find, Alba found her, and they brawled, and Alba locked her in a refrigerator, and then Mandy... She went into a room, she found a piano, and she just touched it. She played one key, and then the piano started playing itself. Then Alba found her, and they brawled, and then Alba put Manny in the car, and she drove off to the CWC, and there was nothing that Gigi and JC could do about it, obviously. And then we saw Grayson Waller versus Apollo Crews in what would be their casket match. The spin the wheel, make a deal, made it a casket match. And we saw so many crazy moments. One of them was when Grayson Waller literally threw Apollo Crews through the lid of the casket. But then Apollo, the lights came down and Apollo reappeared. And it didn't count because... In a casket match, you have to have the casket open, you have to put your opponent in it, and then you gotta close the casket. That's how it works. You can't just throw your opponent through the casket. That's not how it works. There was even one moment the two of them were brawling inside 
the casket, which was, you know, kind of crazy, you know, feel like if that were to happen, just like knock out one of them, jump out, close the casket. But then Grayson Waller even went as so far as to mock the Undertaker, which is a big no-no. But it was Apollo Crews who was able to slam Grayson Waller into the casket. He closed it and he won the casket match. So finally, some momentum for Apollo Crews against Grayson Waller. And then, so I kind of got this wrong. I mentioned that this happened during the NXT recap, but it was actually Halloween Havoc. Andre Chase announced that Duke Hudson had joined Andre Chase University and he was already excelling in Halloween Havoc history, unlike the rest of his class. But then Bodie Hayward said that he didn't trust Duke, but Andre told him to just give him a chance and that he himself needed to get better at his work and studying the history of Halloween Havoc. And Bodie was just kind of like, oh, you're right. And then we saw Pretty Deadly, they were gloating as usual, but then Katana Chance and Caden Carter confronted them and they decided to see who would win their championship match. So very interesting. I wasn't expect these two teams to kind of have an altercation, but hey, I'm all here for it. And then we saw Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez in a weapons wild match. And this match was definitely very wild. One of the most wild moments in this match was when they were brawling on the balcony area, I guess you could say, during the match. And Roxanne even threw Cora off of it, which I think was definitely one of the craziest moments. And then when they got back into the ring, Cora Jade told Roxanne, she's like, you were never my friend. And so that kind of was fuel for Roxanne and she put the pop rocks onto some steel chairs and she won the match. So of course this has got to feel good for Roxanne Perez after everything Cora Jade has put her through. So big victory for Roxanne. And then we saw Ilya Dragunov was warming up and Chucky was watching him. Of course, y'all remember Chucky was the host last year and he was watching some people, even of course, Braun Breaker. Of course, if y'all remember way back in the day, the promo of his father, Rick Steiner and Chucky. And so Braun last year was like, hey, I know you. But of course, I'm glad Chucky also got some momentum last year. So it's like two hosts of the past combining together, Shotzi and Chucky, which was really cool. And then we saw Shotzi came out in a whole Beetlejuice getup. She reveled in the night, and then Quincy Elliott came out in a banana costume. And then Lash Legend interrupted, and she trashed Shotzi. And then Quincy started standing up for Shotzi. He said that Lash is nowhere near as fabulous as both he and Shotzi. And then Lash claimed that she would be a better host than Shotzi, since she's still actually on NXT. Um, but then Shotzi kind of silenced Quincy. She was like, thank you, you're fabulous, but I can stand up for myself. And then she took out Lash, and that set up a match that next week on NXT. And then we saw Schism talking about taking NXT by force. And they have, like, this new member that's always been masked, and they said that they would reveal it um, the next episode of NXT. So... That was definitely something huge. I, I'm going to be honest, I still haven't watched NXT, so I got to watch that soon. But then we saw Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in their ambulance match. And to say this match was crazy, 
understatement, of course. Um, one of my favorite moments was when Julius Creed put Damon Kim into a wheelchair and he rode him into the steel steps with a crutch restraining him as well. And then Julius Creed throwing the ring bell at Damon Kim was also crazy. And of course, you know, Julius's motivation was also to keep his brother Brutus's career alive. But it was Julius Creed who was able to take out Damon Kemp. He streaked him with a bunch of steel chair, steel chair smashes. And then he carried him to the ambulance and closed the doors. And he won the match. And so Brutus's career gets to continue. Yay! And then we saw after the craziness that happened earlier, Alba Fire, she drove Mandy Rose back to the CWC. They brawled in the parking lot and then they made their way to the actual ring and had their championship match finally. But of course the unexpected happened. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane somehow escaped the haunted house and they arrived during the match and Alba Fire took them out. But then she also took out the ref and she went to go pin Mandy and she had her pin for more than three seconds, but of course there wasn't a ref. So it didn't count, and Mandy also did the same thing as well. She tried to take Alba out, and she had her pin for more than three seconds, but of course there wasn't a ref in the ring, so that didn't quite work out. And then, of course, at the end of the match, Mandy was able to take out Alba, and a new ref got in the ring, and Mandy Rose was able to retain the NXT Women's Championship. So she lives to be champion for officially a year. Of course, she won the NXT Women's Championship at last year's Halloween Havoc, and she retained it this year. So Halloween Havoc, I guess, is going to be a special place for Mandy Rose now. And then we saw Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. They were ready for their NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. They looked forward to winning. And then Malik Blade and Nidra Sanofe encouraged them, and they looked forward to winning the NXT Tag Team Championships in their championship match. So the challengers pumping each other up, unlike the champions who are betting against each other at who will win their championship match. And then we saw JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov versus Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. And, of course, nonstop action, of course, with the whole thing with JD trying to get into their heads, trying to make them kind of lash out at each other so that he could easily become the NXT champion. But it was a great match, an incredible showing from all three of these men. One of the craziest moments is when Ilya Dragunov could have won against Braun Breaker. He had him pinned just about, but then JD McDonough catched the ref's hand when Ilya couldn't won. Ilya could have won, but then it was Braun Breaker who took out Ilya Dragunov with a spear, and he retained the NXT champion, so he, of course, still is the NXT champion. All right, that'll do it for the Halloween Havoc recap. My only complaint, I wish we had seen more of our hosts because, of course, y'all know I love Shotzi, and she did get a lot of momentum um, when she hosted it back in 2020, of course, that could have also been because she was one of the hottest NXT stars at the time, but it's okay. But that is all for this episode. Again, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading. 
And if you haven't already, make sure you go check out our Facebook page at What's Up WWE Universe Pod. And remember, if you're listening on Spotify, there's not a poll this week. So yeah, that's that. I'm Chloe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye, and happy Halloween!